0: Okay, I'm recording. Muito. You're eating a cookie. Mm-hmm. What
1: is it? There's this. Um, it's called pandiselle oh, crema. No. Oh, okay. con crema pan di stelle. Okay. Um, it's like a chocolate biscuit with a kind of like icing on top that's like chocolate with a white star in the middle. And underneath the kind of chocolate... font, fa- What's that called? Chocolate... Ganache? Yes! There's like a softer goo of chocolate under that. I mm. There's a story behind these cookies, which is that... This morning when I left my house... I have to preface this by saying that New York is... Wet. Wet. We're right now in a marathon of gloom. And... Mm. Um, so to wake up and yet again have to leave one's house when really we should be in our homes under the covers right now, but I had to leave my house and what I had to do was walk all the way to the edge of New York, basically at between Avenue C and D, if you can imagine it, Mm-mm. which is where my, um, where, where my doctor, my PCP is, and I had to pick up a prescription for... Valtrex, that's right, Valtrex. Yes, cold sores. Which, because I get cold sores, so finally, last week I got yet another, yet another outbreak of cold sores because apparently this Stress. year I'm tired all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I fin- I just pulled it together. I did so many aggravating things in order to get oh this done, God. but I thought, I'm an adult, I can do errands. And so I had to call my healthcare provider to help them Uh, so they could help help me so they can help me
0: (laughs) help me help you help me right
1: help me get into my online health portal which for some reason wasn't working so finally i get into my health portal i write an email to my doctor i say i need valtrex the next within hours i have to say and this is very heartening I'm receiving phone calls and text saying, your prescription's ready to pick up. Gorgeous. I think. Gorgeous. Wow. However, it's ready to pick up next door to the health center, which is between Avenue C right. and Basically, D. Basically, in, in, the, in the river. You're
0: in the East in River the east getting valve yeah.
1: So I thought, it's okay. I'll turn this into part of my walk to work. It'll just be a, like a extra half mile, whatever.
0: It's raining. So
1: I walk. Uh, the rain stopped. It's gloomy. But I walk across town. And suddenly, between Avenue B and C, I see a handsome man sitting outside of. Oh, of, I love this a, story. Yeah, sitting outside of a tiny little shop and eating something, right? So I walk past the shop and I think, what is this handsome man eating? I look back at the handsome man and he looks at me. He goes, it's really good.
0: Oh, goodness. And I was like,
1: is it? I think that's what I said to him, is it? And then I realize it's like an Italian. It's a little Italian hole in the wall where you just kind of can only merely step in and say what you want. Mm-hmm. And... You're like, can I have that man outside, please? Oh, yeah, well, that, that too. Give me the man eating the sandwich. It's really good. It's, it's really good. So I was like, well, I guess I have to get something. And then before I can even order, the lady of, of who is runs the establishment hands me this entire package of Italian cookies and says... Um, you know, here's a this is a gift for you. What? And I said, wow, I haven't even I haven't even ordered, haven't even ordered. But she called it a cadeau. She's like, here's a little cadeau for you. And I said, oh, thank you. And then um, I ordered something that on the menu they're calling a panini. So right, what do we imagine is a, a sandwich? Panini. We, have, right, and it's like toasted, right, something like that. Well, I don't know what region of Italy these people come from, but they prepared for me something I've never had that was just a treat, absolute treat. It was this kind of roll, but like almost like a cracker, like it was very, very thin, but somehow sliced, and then inside was burrata and arugula and ah
0: yes, I mean panini. Uh, You know, it's like just means like
1: bread roll sandwich
0: or something. Oh, right. Well, that's
1: what it was. Pane. It it wasn't, like, put into a press, and, like, it I, was... I think ciabatta the, is, like, a panini bread. Oh, my God. Maybe it was a ciabatta, but it was shatteringly crisp, but uh. not... It hadn't been toasted. It was, like, the ingredients were cool. And and you had to eat it, like, in this sort of foil-lined paper envelope that they gave you because um, it was just completely falling apart, and it was oh, so delicious. Oh, heaven. It was so delicious, and this Um, this
0: is just like a magical place you fell into where cookies were given to you
1: and (laughs) free cookies, a magic sandwich. Ah! And then I, I heard her. um, The lady was bringing. uh, There was a lady in a car, on the on in the street, ordering some food, and they were having a discussion about astrology. And then they were talking about um, Sagittarians and the the. um, wow the lady who gave me the cookies was just like well you know Sagittarians they're great you know they, they'll they be traveling but they won't even they won't tell you they're going you know they'll just go and I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> goodbye <laughs> I was like yep um wow anyways this is a so magical I up, New York picked, moment it, it really was and I picked up my Valtrex and I walked to studio in this you know through this part of New York that's there's nothing which is so great it really feels like the New York of my childhood there's no retail it's just like strange yeah, yeah, little things way 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 over there anyways that way and then I've been in studio making some tool pants to quickly mail to Los Angeles and I um, Harriet's out there in California she did a fitting um, and uh, then I just got off a very long production call Broadway production call <laughs> broadway
0: there's few things worse than a production call I know. <laughs> actually that's not true there are many 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 endless endless lists of things worse than a production call but wow tedious um what
1: what it, what's worse than a production call just so i can like oh you know like I, living in florida
0: or uh i don't know you get to go on the beach you well know. you know until there's a hurricane Uh, Oh right, right. Yeah, not great. Also, like Florida, but um, you know, endless, endless things that are. There's
1: ten endless
0: awful things. Yeah.
1: Um. Have these hurricanes been happening forever, or is this only? Yes, hurricanes have been around
0: forever, but um, you know, they're getting worse. But no one cares, so whatever. Because
1: um, I just good thought, like, why? Why did they build homes in these places, and then every single year, this happens?
0: Well, I think even like this specific hurricane, like the route of this hurricane is, is unusual. You know, it was it sort of came in further north. I see. Um. Okay. Yeah, like you know, it wasn't um, Miami, which would have been more like normal. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about hurricanes. Right, 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 but, right, right. But yeah. No. Um. They're, they're getting, okay. They're getting more frequent
1: and more powerful. So. Yeah. Just like the fascists, they're getting more frequent and more powerful right now.
0: Yeah, seemingly, seemingly, yeah. but it's hard Brazil, to say. Brazil, Italy. Say. It's all. It's. Yeah, uh, we'll
1: see what happens.
0: <laughs> or we won't see, you know you i've see? been i've been really obsessed with tyler henry do you know who this is he's the the psychic yeah the hollywood medium
1: yeah uh-huh i i know about it tell me something
0: um so like there's the youtube videos which are from okay. the from the e uh-huh, uh-huh, it's uh-huh, i don't know uh-huh. what is the e channel is it entertainment what like
1: what? entertainment Exclam! is there an exclamation point I don't remember. I think um, it, the E is inside of an exclamation point. Inside of it. I, I, How'd they get it a in there? I'm, <laughs> I'm having a vision. I don't know if it's true. Are you I'm, a media? I'm actually gonna. I am. I'm Tyler Henry. I'm, I'm gonna look online. Enter, or as um, someone who I just spoke to on my Broadway production meeting said, go go to internet. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow, okay. Old. Um, Look, I'm old, but that's something else. Well you go to studio,
0: which I was just thinking how bizarre that is to say, but
1: Is that also old? I go to old st- go to studio. Okay, I just wanna say something. Okay. So I had a vision of the <laughs> E being in an exclamation point. Yeah. When okay. The E is the top part of the exclamation point. The E is an exclamation point. Mm,
0: okay? Yes.
1: Okay. So basically you're right. That's, I think you're right. That's their logo. Yeah. That's their logo.
0: The E'm looking an
1: exclamation at
0: it. Yeah. Um so yeah, that show is it's kind of bad. Basically so a few months ago Jack was like, Oh I watched this Tyler Henry thing with Parker. Just check it out. So
1: Wait, Parker met with Tyler?
0: No, 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 no. They were No oh. no, no. They were watching the show together.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. please let no. this be true. Yeah. Please
0: yeah uh it's not true um
1: okay. so then i
0: think i don't know i i watched it on youtube and it's just like these readings of celebrities which are okay they're kind of like it's this child giving uh readings to celebrities which I, he can't be a child anymore i found kind of creepy well so then i realized that what they were actually talking about is the show, this kind of more documentary style show on Netflix, which I got really obsessed with. I, and Jack said there were three seasons. So I was really disappointed when I got to the first, got to the end of the first season and it was over. Oh no. I mean, I think there will be more seasons, but it's, it's truly unbelievable. I, I highly recommend watching it.
1: Uh oh, no, really well, and he's older
0: in this Netflix thing, and that feels much better, and he's gay and he has a boyfriend and his mother has a whole oh. situation and it's all really oh, oh, so we're, amazing we're,
1: we're going inside his home et so yes yeah,
0: so so what I like about the Netflix thing is that it's like about his experience in his life really like right there's lots of endless you know there's endless readings inside of it that are really well uh well or well organized, well edited, well framed um, inside of his own like narrative. It's really kind of like I could imagine watching it again. Um wow. There's like this really interesting kind of racial thing inside of the show. That's fascinating to see. it's it's wild. the like the drama of his family's history. that comes up in the show sort of randomly. I mean, it it feels random against, like, the insanity of just, like, this person's a medium. So. uh, Wow. And I don't know when this show happened or came out or what the timeline on any of this is, but it's happening to me right now, so.
1: I'm going to have a look at it, (laughs) and um, I'll know within a couple minutes if I can tolerate it. You know, like... Sometimes even just like the quality of the filming, or yeah. The this is really sound, good. Sound of the music, it's really okay. good, and
0: okay. like it's kind of the opposite of the E Show in that way, which I found just kind of cringy. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember like the very beginning of the Netflix thing and like how I felt about it. Um, but I can't, so I don't know.
1: Well, I took another one of your Netflix recommendations this week. And initially, oh, I I had to kind of give myself a little distance from it by not looking at it too much mm-hmm. and not listening to it too hard. But then I did have to, in fact, just turn it off in the second episode because I was like, I can't do that. I can't. I'm so curious. What is it? I can't it? carry on. It's the pizza show. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Chef's Table. Chef's Table, right. And I initially, I thought, you know i i like this this kind of new york guy who moved to arizona and has asthma but keeps making pizza blah 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 um and he said something really beautiful that i don't remember anymore that like almost made me cry because he said it so earnestly and there was like a softness in his face when he said it, it was something about like how much he loves food or mm-hmm. having oh he tasted those ice cold peaches in italy do you remember that part? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm just looking
0: up like what the episodes, because the second episode is
1: truly unbearable. Well, that's right. I had to turn it off during episode two because I hated that person so much. Yeah. And I think um, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. That went, um, so
0: I had trouble with that. Basically the men, I had trouble with the men. Well that's I thought the first episode was like okay
1: and I found that you, I found him to be like sweet They 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 made a mistake The Chef's Table people in the way that they ordered the episodes because to have an mm-hmm. episode about this kind of like they don't know. old white guy They don't know do that, don't that know? the
0: show is awful. They don't And I guess people like it.
1: But they should have followed up the first one with a woman or anyone who wasn't, like, another old white guy. Totally. But then they followed up number one white guy with more hideous white guy in episode two. And Uh it was, Uh I hate, you know, I realize something that I hate. Also, that's the one where it starts where it's, like, very, like, he's on a set. There's, like, lights and shit. Oh, my God. It's just, like, it's all, like, weird reenactment drama. And it's, like, what? Insane. It's the part where he talks about like getting, you know, getting into a bad way with drugs and stuff, and they kind of do like a reenactment of him like being in a bad way with drugs. I'm it's like, really no, but bad. But that's it's that's really over. Bad. Yeah. So at any rate, I I hate what I realize I hate is when people say I was the first person to do this thing. It's awful. I can't. I also believe it. just
0: hate when people talk about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Period. No, I, I hate when people are like, "Well, I'm the kind of person who does this kind of thing." Right, like, right, right. Really, right, right, you're right. comfortable defining yourself
1: like that in that way. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was the first person to put flowers on pizza. and You're like, <laughs> "I'm gonna go fuck yourself." Okay, so I'm my so favorite. Sure.
0: My favorite episode is the third one, which is Ann Kim, who's a Minneapolis chef. And I cried kind of okay. through the whole episode, and I, okay. uh, I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, and well, then
1: sometimes these things just happen, you know, you just have to. Yeah, cry the I was whole like,
0: eh, it's just what it is, and then, all basically all the other episodes are bad except like the last episode is so bizarre in that they never say that she is like a kind of. They're always like, this is, like, the best chef in the universe, you know, is the vibe. And they're like, she's the best pizza chef in Portland. And you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. I'm confused. But... Well, sometimes that's enough. But Sometimes it's, that's enough. Yeah, but it's a kind of
1: more interesting story because they're not trying to sell that, but... Um, yeah. Well, I, I will. I'll. I'll go on and watch the female episodes because I. I just, I couldn't bear that guy. I couldn't bear the guy who had his stomach cut out. I hated him so much.
0: Well, the show, the chef's table is, like,
1: unbearable. This. Well, this the is the music. basic problem. Oh of it the way that that show is produced is so aggravating that they're like isn't this the most important thing in the world you're like not at all
0: mm-hmm, exactly not at all yeah
1: it's hard it's pizza it's hard but it's a pie it's pizza but i love pizza so it was, i i did it I love pizza. For, the, for the love of pizza Look, even that hideous guy's pizza looked delicious the roman pizza i mean Remember when he made that fried spaghetti ball? He was like, As I'm the first one who did this. I'm like, you're not. Get fine. away. I, Get away. If you, if you came to America, you would know that literally everything's been fried into a ball. So. <laughs> everything's been fried into a ball. Um, anyways, so Chef's Table. And then I, because I happen to already be on Netflix... Netflix banner the very first thing they showed me all huge was look what we now have we have the call me by your name property Uh
0: uh-huh
1: property and I said yeah that's that's their property now and I said well I guess I'll just push play and just let it roll and I did and I I got swept away in a way where I was like this movie would be really good if there if it was silent um and I mean, they could still do the soundtrack, but if all the dialogue was taken away, it would be good. It would be... I mean, look, I think it's a good movie. I think it's good. It's very stylish. You know, like... Re- are you still there? Yeah. Still there? <laughs> the real problem with that movie
0: is the is the romance montage that happens, like, five, six of the way
1: through. Which... which it what, has, which like... Mo-
0: oh. It has that music... Who's that person? The Sufjan Stevens music. Yeah, that is, it is like such an tonally terrible section. I'm it's like, a, just cut it's this a
1: departure. out. It's a big departure. Like, now, now we're rats.
0: in some awful movie, but...
1: Right. But otherwise, but yeah, I, I think it's, say, it's a fine they, film. Yeah, they, the chemistry I found very authentic i felt it's very it's his all of the feelings in this movie i can really understand and like i i they felt real to me like this feeling (laughs) of like being in love and then like the pain of it ending i mean what is so the most interesting part and i've read the book too but the most interesting part are the parents and and the way in which I mean, they are like the dreamiest parents one could ever hope for. The way that they encourage this love, because even though they know it will end in heartbreak, but they're basically like, you know, do it. Like, do this thing, because it's clear that it's, you know, part of your personal desire. And it's important that you, like, explore this to the end. And there will be an end, you know. And then you'll have to then understand what the pain is the pain involved in something like this is. And I thought that was very beautiful and like really wise, really wise parenting. I have to say, um, wait, I have one more thing to say. Do you remember the, the, the speech that the dad gives to Timothy on the couch at the end?
0: Um, I, I have questions about this parenting, but I haven't seen this movie in some long time. So I, I, mm. I, i don't
1: feel able to comment okay well i will just say that i have questions about the michael stuhlbarg monologue towards timothy on the couch because he's he's consoling timothy timothy's now back from his you know romance with army that the parents condoned you know like yes the two of you should go on a sexcapade out in you know the country. Oh
0: right. So they like go. Is it like a kind of road trippy thing?
1: Yeah, they like get on a bus and they go somewhere that Army Hammer needs to go for some reason before he departs from Italy altogether. Uh uh-huh, you know? Okay.
0: And oh, and that's when the music
1: them... montage happens. I think that's actually not. Oh they... okay.
0: Oh, they like go up into may... the ma- like mountains or something.
1: Yes. Yes. They go up into, the... but then they're part of the. That experience is, like, in a hotel room and then saying goodbye at the train station and also, like, being in the streets of some ancient cobblestone place and, like, being very drunk and vomiting and uh-huh. stuff. There is this grotesque scene where Timothy vomits and then the next shot is them making out and you think, what? Like, what happened between? Oh, that's kind of like nice, rins- though. I like that. Okay. Um, so then... Um, timothy does like some of the finest male acting look and we don't have like a lot to pull from with men but the the scene where he says goodbye to army hammer at the train station and then has to call his mom it's so painful it's truly like it's so almost too exhausting to watch because to see him call his mom and just be like, I need, I need you to come pick me up. And then like silently sit in the car, just like, so, so sad. It's so sad. Mm. But then when he's back home, it's probably been a couple days. He's on the couch with his dad. He's still obviously like, you know, he's not over it. And, um, the dad is like, I wish I could remember more of what he says, but he's essentially like, it's really great that this happened for you and it's rare that you know uh, um, you'll encounter a situation like this in your life and he basically says to Timothy, I once got close to something like this but I it I never got as close as you have so you should be really grateful and I'm so happy for you that this happened and I was like is this the dad explaining to Timothy that he has bisexual desire and he never got to enact that desire or is it a is it to sort of transcend specificity of sexuality and it's just like any I don't know. I found it very interesting and vague, which was nice. Yeah. I think I think it isn't about gender. Okay. It's just about... I think that's sort of what's, like,
0: nice, but also kind of feels false about the movie. Because you're like, "Uh uh-huh. Like, I I don't... Like,
1: nobody's talking about gay stuff? Well, that, like, it isn't
0: a bigger problem. It's almost like a straight romance that happens that would be kind of, like, fallen into in this way. That, like... Right. Trying to read each other's, like, cues... Rather than a, I mean, I don't know, Italy,
1: I don't know, another time, I don't know. I don't know, I'm not like well, a historian uh, these, or something, but like. These people are like extreme intellectuals, you know? They're, it's like a different, it's a different culture than, I mean, I guess. Yeah, and there's that moment like, with, isn't there something with like.
0: Well, there are all those images that, be, like, the opening credits are, like... There's, like, some sculpture or something. Isn't there, like, some, like... Yes, yeah. Homosexual, homoerotic sculpture male thing? Yes, yes, yes. So they, that they sort of go... opens, like, an acceptability. But still, like... I, and I don't know. Maybe this is an Italian, like... <sighs> doesn't seem right, but, like, a kind of lack of homophobia. It just doesn't seem possible to me, mm-hmm. but uh, okay.
1: Well, these people are Americans. You know, they're not Italian. At- the mother is well, Italian. Are you saying Americans aren't homophobic? <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm I'm just saying that, like, there are factions of liberal minded people, probably in Italy and America, who are, like, cool, cool with the whole thing. But um, I don't know. I've found a lot of, like, interesting things in watching this movie again. And, you know, there's this kind of interesting there's t- speaking again about the like um, artifacts that they're mm-hmm. excavating and they're pulling up from the sea, and when it comes up, like Army Hammer and Timothy are like touching this arm or fragment of an arm, and then they pull up this entire beautiful male form, and Army's like touching the lips, and it's this foreshadow of the way in which he's going to touch Timothy's lips. And you're also like, oh, wow, and Timothy also kind of looks like these mm-hmm. Roman mm-hmm. statues in the way his, like, hair and his, you know. Right. Um, anyways, it's a yeah. time. but I mean, also, Luca's films are these very,
0: like, niche like, the vacation movie, or, like, the, the like, fashion family house movie, or, (laughs) or the, like, (laughs) or, well, the textiles, or whatever they, you know, whatever it is.
1: No, it's really, all his, all his movies are about fashion families.
0: (laughs) Or, like, the, you know, insane ballet, (laughs) modern dance Martha Graham movie. Which is also, like, a movie that is, like, incredible, and then turns, garbage yeah yeah I, my they... favorite thing I mean I do love I am love is that what that's called mm-hmm and I actually really like the vacation movie as well but I also I think yeah, I
1: yeah. like the
0: uh the HBO series the most it feels like the most complicated
1: narrative that's that's the Chloe 7e one
0: mm-hmm.
1: I didn't get through it yeah, well. I know yeah it's really good I know. But I did, yeah. The Tilda Vacation movie is, is excellent. I mean, especially like the way in which it, you know, it's a remake of that other right. of that French film, which is also very good. Yeah. Film.
0: They're all. Anyways, they're all fantasies, which I, that was I'm into. that was my
1: Call Me by Your Name, Gloomy Day experience from this past weekend.
0: Um, um I I did a shoot outside yesterday, so uh-huh. today I felt like a garbage in because it was raining what? and cold and awful. was this for for thing. yourself
1: oh good money honey sure 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 yes yes yeah yeah i'm glad we need um him.
0: so i put on dune again this morning
1: cause oh
0: my it's like, god it's, it's a real like i just want
1: something beautiful on i i know i am it's kind of dystopian Yesterday. Rebecca Ferguson's performance in that movie. Ah, oh, she's heaven. Ex- she is. Ex- she's really exceptional. She's really it in that. Yeah, she really is. So good. What's weird about Rebecca Ferguson, she's a bit of a chameleon. Even though, like, in Dune, she seems so galvanized mm-hmm. in her appearance and, like, specificity. And you think, I've never seen this person before. And then you realize she is in other things. It's just, like, she doesn't make as much of an impact. Yeah, I, I don't know who she is. Um, it doesn't matter. She's wonderful in Dune. She's so wonderful. good. I, I, I
0: Florence Pugh's is gonna join the cast for part two. Tell me about that. How Do you does think that Florence work? Pugh? What? So, you know the it, the Timothy isn't you know the savior. It turns out in the end of you know in the plot oh. of Dune, it's the sister. Is that true? Oh the, the as of yet unborn sister. But I can't wait a minute. So is Rebecca who... Ferguson pregnant? Yeah. Because Well, I don't remember that. Little Timmy tells her that he's he knows she's pregnant. And she's like, Oh, how did you know that? And Oscar's He says I'm dead. the Hollywood
1: medium. <laughs> I he's Tyler Henry. Um so you think Florence is gonna be this? No, child? because that can't be. Why? You know,
0: I I think it's still well, a why? Because I don't think, because Florence Pugh can't look younger than Timothy. <laughs> well, they can make Timothy look
1: older. But I don't know who Florence Pugh would be playing. But I so yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh okay. It's a
0: mystery. And okay, I, that's exciting.
1: Well, remember Timmy and Florence were, got married in Little Women. Yes, and Florence Pugh was in another period film. I want to see this. It looks very interesting. Uh, yeah, it does. But I don't remember what the plot is or anything. The plot is that she's a British nurse who's called to some town. Oh yes, in like, I don't know. There's Scotland some child or something.
0: who's like haunted, and there's a or child
1: who she won't eat, but she also hasn't eaten for four months, and she's just fine. Work, honey. Yes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> she's just that is so it's a it's a Halloween movie yeah it's a scary it's a scary for That's sure so fun yeah I do want to see that um, wait there's something else oh, I've seen a lot of it's dance season in New York let me tell you what You've there, been if sp- you're not, watching the dances uh, there's a dance show every night um, I'm going tonight to see New York City Ballet and I went over the weekend. Once to see a program at the New York City Ballet, um, I saw a show at Triscalian with, had some young people that I did the Cunningham workshop with. That oh, I went that's to, it was nice. very. No, but actually it actually was really nice to see, like what twenty-year-olds are doing. Yeah, you know, and be like that's what are you like kind about? of
0: the shows I want to go see, but can't imagine totally going to see, but.
1: Yeah. yeah that was my experience being like I can't believe I'm here and also <laughs> like um oh interesting like this is like a new kind of mind mm-hmm. Great. um and then I'm going to see Kimberly Bartosik's show on Friday I'm gonna do wait list for Yvonne Rainer's show tomorrow um I unfortunately did not plan to get a ticket for that because I'm stupid um but you are doing it or i'm gonna try yeah, yeah i'm I gonna see. try yeah i'm gonna call to get on the wait list at 1 p.m tomorrow um and then the twyla tharp show's coming up pretty soon city center i finished up my fall for dance adventure with a third show oh my god sure. Oh, you love dance I don't... Yes, I do. I care about dance. Um, so I, I went to Fall for Dance program four on, I guess, Thursday or Wednesday or something. And it was... Um, I went to see this piece we designed for... Sarah, that was a Christopher Wheeldon duet. That was originally for Sarah Merns right. and David Hallberg, but now now for Sarah Merns and Robbie Fairchild. And also on the program was an Abby Zabikowski dance for Dayton Contemporary Dance Company. Yeah excellent you loved it the abby Zabikowski dance excellent wow really phenomenal work these dancers really put it all out there physically i thought oh my god are you okay are you okay i I mean that's
0: that's really the thing it's like are you okay
1: are you okay yeah are you okay um, but they were phenomenal. Oh, that's cool. And that was thrilling. Um, and then Sarah and Robbie were very beautiful in the Christopher Wheldon duet. How'd the pleasure. costume work out? Oh, everyone was happy with the leotard. Robbie, um, you know, David Hallberg initially wore these little nude booty shorts that we made, but those have disappeared. I don't know where they went. So uh, Robbie had been wearing these little trunks that somehow appeared up in Vail and um, they decided during the tech that Robbie wouldn't wear the trunks for Fall for Dance so he went bare butt and it looked great oh goodness. goodness yeah bare butt um, and Sarah's leotard worked out great didn't even notice it she was happy with it got a nice text about it um, and now all the costumes have been returned and I've washed them and they're hung in studio so that's uh. great
0: Tucked away, yep. back in bed. Tucked
1: away. And I had Sarah also return some other costumes from the past summer that um, were still in her closet. So, you know, <laughs> keeping them, I'm keeping them all safe in studio. That's good. Um, and then the last pieces on that particular Fall for Dance program. Now, I'm going to say I, I was meant to go to the show with Stuart, who felt unwell, so I got a last-minute date in the form of Tess Dorman. absolutely love Tess Dorman And Tess... Tess and I sat down after intermission to watch this last thing which was um, a newish dance by the like National Ballet of Ukraine or something Mm -hmm. who'd, who'd been they were performing in Paris when the war broke out so they've been permanently in residence at like the Théâtre Chaillot or the Châtelet or something since the war broke out at any rate One of the dancers in the company made a dance and um, the curtain went up and I didn't realize this at the time, but the person who was like the main character in this dance was in fact the person who made the dance and it was truly horrible. Um, (laughs) It's just like one of the worst kinds of dances you'd ever want to see. Feelings.
0: Yeah, have lots of feelings.
1: hello. so many. But also, like, someone who saw a video of like European contemporary dance, like Paul Lightfoot, and then just like was like, I like that feeling of that. Which I mean, already it's bad. So then to to then also not have experience with that kind of movement and then just sort of make the dance. I mean, Jeremy, you can't even imagine. <laughs> it's true. Uh- truly one of the grimmest one of the grimmest things oh ever saw. you know someone was describing um blonde oh my god that okay okay you, go on
0: did you look into this
1: i, I am su- that so movie, excited to watch it that movie started playing right after call me by your name ended on netflix oh, and i okay. thought is this movie already out so then I just sort of fast-forwarded to a couple moments to see... I wanted to hear her talk. Uh-huh. I just wanted to hear her speak. But mostly, I could only find scenes of her crying. So mm. I, I did eventually hear her speak, and I just thought, oh, we're just, like, suspending our understanding of how Marilyn Monroe sounds and accepting that this actress is not American. Uh-huh. Interesting,
0: interesting... I'm so excited. The, I, the, the insanity that I, that it was described as is is very exciting to me. I can't,
1: really, can't I wait. did. I I read a little caption about it being like an exploitation of Marilyn Monroe's misery, and I thought I don't really want to watch that.
0: No, that doesn't. But like formally, the like insane things that they do sound really uh, uh, disgusting, and um, i I'm, I'm interested in seeing. Alright, well maybe um, I'll look into that. I'm like, is it going to be camp? Like, that sort of, um, it, I don't know, we'll see. we'll see, I'll see, I guess. Alright. But it sounds okay. awful, so.
1: Oh, yeah, In the it same way awful.
0: as this dance it sounds awful. Yeah,
1: oh my god. And also just like, <laughs> oh my god. So imagine like 20, 20 dancers in like oh, beige, no. beige scrubs. Kind but also like, someone who can't make a dance having, like, a dance of 20 people. Oh, so many people. He, the star of the dance, was in white pants, no top, showing just all of his rib muscles. And then there was a woman in the, sh- in the piece wearing a white leotard and white pants, and she was maybe some, like, angelic figure. And then the rest of the people seemed to be represent, like, oppression of some kind. Oh, cool.
0: That sounds and, um, really cool
1: some of the men who represented oppression decided to unbutton their button, their shirt buttons. But it was seemed to be some kind of a choice. Hot choices. Oh, it was so hot. <laughs> um, it was so bad, in fact, that Tess... Um, and I, you know, normally don't condone um, frowned-upon behaviors in the theater, but oh, Tess uh-huh. did look at her... Looked at her telephone, and the woman next to me, now a person away from Tess, said, "Excuse me, can you can you put your phone away?" And Tess did not reply. She merely turned her phone over, which I thought, okay, that's correct." I mean, look, we should we should all be looking at our phones during this dance. Um, <laughs> but well, then the dance. Sometimes and- one does feel like they have to act
0: out in defiance yeah, yeah, yeah. of terrible things
1: my my way of acting out was just doing very deep breathing sometimes with sighs i had mm-hmm, to sigh mm-hmm, periodically mm-hmm. and you know when the piece was ending it was understood that the men of the company were backstage changing because they were about to come out and do some like ukrainian folk type movement mm-hmm. like i'm assuming very athletic etc but um uh, we'd had enough, and we had to we had to exit in the dark because it was more than one could take. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It sort did, of doesn't did, matter fact, what ha- is going to happen next after that. No, no, no. You have to just exit from a bad situation like that. Yeah, it's for the best. So we left that horrible thing, and um, yeah, my goodness. But I did. I saw Stravinsky Violin Concerto the other day. Never, never disappoints. Never disappoints. There's always something new that you haven't seen. What was the What was um, the program? Stravinsky Violin Concerto, Concerto Dsch by Alexei Ratmansky. So immediately you're starting out with two of like the finest pieces of 20th century classical music back to back, back to back. Stravinsky Violin. Yeah, Stravinsky Violin Concerto, and then. Um, shostakovich piano concerto number three oh, number three, three. wow yeah. i don't i don't know but shostakovich better work wow it's and then beautiful what? beautiful well th- th- that is a concerto i learned this from the city ballet podcast but that is a concerto that was written by shostakovich for his son who was also uh, a musician and I'm assuming maybe his son was the first person to play mm. the concerto. So it has like, it's youthful. It's youthful. Um, the last thing was everywhere we go, which is a, a Justin Peck hit that, um, I haven't seen in many years. So it's nice to get my eyes on that again. Um, and, um, with a all, all new kind of all new cast, mostly new cast, which is always exciting to see, you know, New people step into roles where you're familiar with like uh, one person. I just in Concerto DSCH, Sarah Mearns and Tyler Angle did the Central potato de that was initially choreographed on Wendy Whalen and Benjamin Millipier, and I big big wet tears were falling out of my eyes by the end of that. Aww. Tyler Angle, Tyler Angle, no one can no one can partner with such care. It was re- astonishing. Anyways, that's so nice. Um, there's lots more dance to see. Uh, what else can I say? What do you wanna, do you wanna go to the movies? I wanna go to sleep. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Will you tell me all about how your performances with Pam went and how the talks were? Um, it was great. Um, we stayed in the Best Western,
0: which was not ideal, but it was fine. And was Jack
1: with you or was Jack elsewhere? Jack was with me.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, it was a very you know, it's barred and old people and uh, who think they can have the right to say whatever they want. It's kind of fascinating.
1: <laughs> oh, I would love to hear. Uh, tell me something. I yeah, would love to like, hear a little.
0: Oh, I don't. I don't understand. I didn't like that part when this thing happened, and it's like.
1: Okay. <laughs> Wait, in the film?
0: No, in the in the dance. But, uh, you know, it's like, I, I, I was just sort of astonished that, I mean, I kind of lived for it in this way. I was like, work, you think you could, that you like have the right to complain about a part you didn't like? Better work. I love that.
1: Um, I wanna be in conversation. Yeah,
0: I'm like, cool. Yeah, yeah. like, whatever. So, um, yeah, I had a good time. Uh, I didn't have a good time waiting an hour for my train to arrive on Sunday. That I oh, didn't, yeah, didn't appreciate. Yes, train was late. And then... It was, like, packed full, which was sort of fine. Oh, and God. I was, like, so grateful for, like, the ability to wear a mask in public and not be, like... <laughs> be weird. Be weird. Um, I mean, I think there was, like, one no. other person on the train had a mask on, but I was, like, yes. Masks are
1: over. I've, like, always wanted to wear a mask and, like, not get syphilis from these people. <laughs> i <I'm> still- <laughs> I got my second monkey shot, and let me tell you what that was very unpleasant oh really oh yeah i
0: guess that that has been a thing where like the people uh gotten intense was it the like different kind
1: of shot yeah they give uh, okay. it to in your forearm under the skin like yeah. a little allergy shot and it basically gives you like a monkey pock like i have to say like it was very painful and itchy on my forearm and i was like and an ugly too yeah. Well we were we almost got it
0: before Jack's show at Mass Mocha, but then we heard that it would possibly do oh, that, yeah, so no. then we didn't. Yeah, no. And then we we ended up getting the COVID booster shot instead of monkeypox. Oh. Okay. So it seemed Well, you can more, get it later. Seemed more likely to be an issue than monkeypox. Very at unpleasant. This point, it seems, seems I to, went and I did
1: um I, did. I went upstate But on Monday, because I went and I I did a substitute teaching lecture at Vassar. Oh, that's fun. I don't know where Vassar is. It's in Poughkeepsie. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. So close to Bard. Yeah. So close to Bard. So close to Bard. It was, yeah, it was good. I was, Brandon Sterling Baker has a a course there that uh, is sort of focused on scenic design. But kind oh, of loosely, co- loosely covers other things, like lighting and costumes, whatever. But Yeah, it's his, um, so his
0: background is, is I mean, because he's a lighting designer.
1: Yeah, Brandon's a lighting designer.
0: But is educated in, in full scenic production, whatever.
1: I don't know if that's true. I don't just, know.
0: I don't know. Anyone can teach a class about anything once they've been in a theater.
1: I suppose so. Or but, I mean the class isn't designed to like teach these children to It's a very overview. Exec- Absolutely. Yeah. It's conceptual it's, a it's not like it, right. They're not doing like they're not plotting out, you know, they're not doing, um they're not drafting in the computer or anything. You know, it's like, oh, you know, this is an idea. Uhhuh. Um Okay. So I came in and I we, we talked through a project that they had just finished. So there was only five students, which was great. Oh, and, heaven. Yeah. And we got to sit in conversation about the work they'd done. It was so fun. And then I gave them a little, um, a little talk about um, the ways in which dance can move away from conventions of the theater space um, in both, like, scenography and costumes. And so I showed them images and videos from a number of, like, dances that have inspired me in my own journey. Are these B.A. students? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, And then I showed, talked them through one of Reed and Harriet's processes, so they could have an understanding of like how we gather information and then execute um, and edit an idea. Mm. So we watch movies. <laughs> we watched movies, and then we make drawings. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was fun.
0: I love a five-person
1: class. That seems so yeah. nice. Okay, yeah. three That's hours great. with the children, and three hours of traveling. More than that, I mean, my God, I left my home at like ten forty-five in the morning. Didn't get home till almost ten at night. Oh, hideous! Uh, <laughs> it was a long day. Oh yeah, so I
0: I took a train back and then, like, I guess what was it? It was like no E trains, no G trains. So I was like, what the hell? What? And it was raining. So or supposedly what the hell? What the hell? Supposedly raining. So. So I got on a 7 train, or, you know, eventually, after some other trains, and then was like, I'll just call a car from here. But I got out, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't raining, and I jumped on a bike, and I cycled on over to Brooklyn. Oh, wonderful. And then not not a spot was available at the city bike return. Oh, no. So then I had to bike around a little bit, but it wasn't... I've had to, you know, bring the bikes back to my apartment sometimes. What? Because the spots are all Wait, full. and then what? And then I'll go out later and then return it and then be like, and I'll be like, that was $35. <laughs> oh my And then I just, God. you know, I write them and they're good about it. And they're like, thank you for not oh. just like leaving it on the side of the road or whatever.
1: Wow, and I'm like, is that
0: is that an option? Can I just leave
1: it on the side of the road? Which I guess you can. And just write them and say. Well, you know the this is interesting. In San Diego, when I was there last spring, they have a scooter share system there where you just like ride these little. I don't know what they're called. Those like scooters. Electric scooters, not the kind that you sit on, the kind you stand on. Right. And um, you can just leave them anywhere. Yeah, it's interesting. Don't they need to be charged? I mean, I think they, someone, they're all, you know. They get picked up. Right, they get picked up because they're, like, GPS.
0: Well, I saw some new kinds of um, docks in Chelsea where there's, like, they've, like, added in between. I don't don't really remember exactly how it works, but there's, like, two rows, and they're staggered or something. Oh. Um, So, I think, you know, I think they're working on, expanding the docking situation
1: right well the idea of the actual like physical dock is flawed because you know bikes leave areas and go to other areas and then it's like it's not like the distribution of bikes is even it just like it shifts constantly so it's a i think it'd be better if there were like designated spaces where, like, GPS was enacted, you know, so, like, the, the bikes knew they were within the lines as opposed to, like, the bikes being in a dock. Yeah, sure, but... Aside from the bikes that need to be charged.
0: Right, so the... of all, I think, probably moving more towards more charged bikes, probably, is my sense, but... And then you also
1: have to lock... I guess the bikes could just not pedal... Oh yeah, like bike, oh I see what you mean, people might just like take the bikes. Yeah, you mean, the, the docks are locked, lock. you know, they right, lock up right. the bikes, so. You know, that is a benefit but, of the dock, that's a benefit of the dock.
0: But I feel like they could be disabled.
1: Yeah. In, in,
0: internally. But, whatever. City Bike, I love you. City Even, Bike, you're fine. Anyway,
1: that's all we have to say. All right. Well I want to stay on the phone with you after we hang up because I we have to talk about two things. Yeah, great. Um, okay. We, but it's goodbye not, everyone else not for the listener. Goodbye. We love you and we'll see you next week. Love what you. have you?